coming up on this episode of the Spiro Podcast. Uh, so my question to you is, do you know and are you confident in your customer journey? That's the big question today is from the beginning to the end, do you know what your customers are experiencing and are there any kinks in it that you could make better for them? Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business with your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magler. Hi, and welcome to the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. Spiro is a software platform designed to really help you manage and grow and scale your real estate media business. I'm Craig Magram, host of the podcast, and uh, welcome to it. And with me, as always, our co-host and Spiro founder and owner, Todd Kivimaki. Uh, Todd, it's, it's been a good week. It's, it's been a good productive week this week. It sure has, Craig. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we record on Fridays. I know it's probably the beginning of the week for you, so hopefully you had a great weekend out there. We just want to thank you for tuning in to us. Uh, we know that you are busy and your time is valuable, and uh, we want to thank you for being with us. It's great to hear from so many of you. If you would like to reach out to us, if you have a question, if you uh, want us to answer something on the podcast, uh, we might not know. We'll find an expert. You can email us, hello at Spiro.media. Also, Spiro, it is a software platform geared to run and manage your real estate business. And it is really a full-featured platform. It's everything from your order pages through delivery uh, with uh, the ability to help you upsell, to sell more in bundles, to sell to brokerages, also task and workflows. I just created a couple of training series for task and workflows. Uh, incredible power, incredible workflows to manage all of your tasks every day. At WOW, our real estate media company, we shoot about 12,000 listings a year. Along with those listings, there's multiple services on every job. Each service has multiple tasks that need completed. Uh, right. Edit the photos look over the photos, deliver the photos, uh, shoot the video, edit, QC, so on and so forth. Sparrow will manage all of that for you. It will let your editors know, it integrates with your editors, uh, automatically will send them files, will integrate with Dropbox. So there is a ton of efficiency that can be built in and can free you up to do the things that you need to do, do to in order to grow your business. So if you would like to see the software in action, demos online, Spiro.media. If you wanna chat with me, if you wanna do a demo, or if you just wanna jump right in, you can fill out the form on the website. Again, that is Spiro.media. Yep, good deal. It's, you know, you mentioned Todd that, you know, WOW does 12,000 shoots a year. Um, when I had my real estate media business, I wasn't doing 12,000 shoots a year. At my top, I did about 1,000 shoots a year, but was beta testing the early, early, early version of the software before it even had a name. <clears throat> and it it worked mm -hmm. beautifully for a small business, you know, a small local, you know, one market type of business as well. So you might be just a, a sole proprietor, a sole photographer. Um, it's going to work well for you. It's going to work for a regional company as well. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that, Craig. So big or small, if you're out there and uh, you want to know how you can get back more time and sell more to your clients and target brokers, uh, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you about it. Absolutely. Craig, we've got another exciting announcement here. 
coming yeah. up that's coming up in the in the near future. You and I were there last year. So right. for those of you that have never been to, or if you're looking to continue to educate yourself on the business of real estate media, there is a amazing conference. It's called PMRE, and it happens every year in Las Vegas in November. That is coming up uh, this November, and we're going to be back again, so I will see you there. You can find out more information at pmreconference.com. A few notes here. So Brandon... The, the the owner of the conference, he does a beautiful job. Sent me a few a few things, a few bullet points last night. Uh, they sold out their early bird tickets in just fourteen awesome. minutes, so 14 that was exciting. Uh, they're about fifty percent. Fourteen minutes, Craig. Yes, that's amazing. So that early bird was uh, sold out in fourteen minutes, and uh, they're fifty percent sold out. So it is only cool. June. Uh, so yeah. if if you're thinking about going, uh, visit the website. If you have a specific question, reach out to Brandon or I'd be happy. We've been there. We know what it's like to be there. Um, I'd be happy to answer any questions. We've got a discount code for you. So I was like, Brandon, you have to save our listeners some money. He was happy to do so. <laughs> uh, so if you would like that discount code, reach out to me and I will send it to you. Uh, you can get me at hello at Spiro.media, but it'll take $50 off of your ticket. Uh, they are booking new presenters ever. They're announcing new presenters every few weeks. Uh, there's two free luncheons. So what's better than that? You go there, two free luncheons. They have activities and events in the evening. So, you know, it's already Las Vegas. There's a ton to do there. Right. You might not be, you know, the Las Vegas type. Craig and I are probably the furthest away from, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Craig's raising his hand right now for those I'm, of you that I'm, are I'm listening not. to us. <laughs> I don't, yeah, and neither am I, but we had a blast. There's we a did. ton to do out there. So it's like, hey, if I don't, I, I don't gamble, I don't drink, you know, whatever it may be. There is a ton to do out there. And mm -hmm. the biggest takeaway for me is that you get to connect with community members, people that Absolutely. are like you in the trenches every day doing what you're doing. So that that is super exciting and worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. And if you can stay a few extra days, you know, see some of the sites around. I know this might be nerdy and boring to some, but man, go over to the Hoover Dam, if if nothing else. It is have you ever been there, Todd? To see that? I have not that, been there. I've heard I've heard it's amazing, but I haven't been there. It the the engineering that goes into that or went into that is just breathtaking. Um we went there when I was in high school and walked through the, you know, the power plant part of it as well, you know, looked down, it's like it's amazing. So if you can spend a few extra days, do that, taking some shows. Yeah. PM Murray is a, a great event. Check it out. All right, Todd. So yesterday I had uh, had a couple of shoots that I was doing in, and at the end of my day, um, I had a chiropractor appointment at the end of the day. And I, I was literally five minutes from, from their office <clears throat> and uh, called a little bit early and, and said, Hey, can I sneak in early? I'd hate to go back to, you know, back home and then come back. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah come on in. But you mentioned you just had an interesting experience with your chiropractor and trying to set up an appointment or something. Yeah, Craig, this is so funny that we both have a chiropractor story <laughs> on the same day. Uh, so bear with me all out there. This, I do have a point to this. and I think there's a really important thing to learn from this story. Now, I um, visit a chiropractor and my chiropractor... Um, that I have gone to for a couple of years has um, 
kind of raised prices to a point that I was just price sensitive. And I'm like, you know what? I, I can't do this every year. And um, it just got to be the point that although I liked him, I was price sensitive. And I was like, I just, it's just not, it doesn't sit right with me. Um, you know, so I began looking for another chiropractor and uh, I booked a new chiropractor the other day. And I, of course, I go online and uh, I, I first ask friends and family who they use, get, get a few requests a request or a few suggestions. Then I go online and I'll read some Google reviews. I'll look at websites. I'll see kind of what they're all about. And I noticed that this particular chiropractor, you could book online. So again, I'll just stop right there. Like though, taking yourself through the buying process, our realtors do that same thing. So they have a listing they ask in the office, hey, who do you use for your listing media? They might remember a few names. They'll go over to, to their search engine. They'll search for real estate media in your city. They'll look at a few Google reviews. They'll look at some websites and some photos. And then they'll either call you or they'll book online. Now, some of it depends on your demographic. I just prefer to book online. I came in early. I was online prior to when the, the office opened. And I was like, Hey, this is great. There's a booking tool. I can select exactly what I want. There's a time that works for me. And so I chose to do so online. Your, your realtors are doing the same thing. And you guys do this all day, every day. If you buy on any, you know, if you buy on Amazon or any other merchant out there, you're doing the same thing. So I think it's important. This, this, process really made me realize and think about the client journey of our realtors at WOW, our real estate media company. Okay, so I booked the appointment online and book it two or three days before I'm going to go in there. It's an 8 a.m. appointment. I'm like, great. It's going to be 10 minutes or 15 minutes and I'll be out of there. So morning of, I drive to the office and uh, I park my car, get in, I go, I find the, you know, I find the, I finally find the building. It's inside, a, it's inside of a, um, a larger building with many offices. So I find the chiropractor office and I go to walk up to the door. So I, I look in the door, the little window, and I notice it's kind of dark and I go to grab the door handle and it's locked and it's five, it's five till eight. So I'm like, okay, well, my appointment's at 8 a.m. It's five till and I'm kind of like looking around and there's other people in the building. Other offices are functioning right now. And um, I hear a door open behind me. It's a stairwell door. Someone quickly walks in. They kind of take a step in front of me. They unlock the door. They push the door open. They semi hold it for me and they walk in. And I and then so I'm a little stunned at this point. And then I walk in. I'm like, OK, well, I, you know, this is it. So I'm in the office. Uh, she flips the lights on. She has not said anything to me yet. And she goes behind the, the, the inside the, um, the employee door and she's back in the office. You know, she's got her bag of food, coffee, you know, starting the day. So I'm kind of just standing there and um, I'm kind of just taking this all in. And, and remember, this is, this is an office that's going to adjust my spine. Like I'm kind of thinking like, okay, <laughs> Like, am I going to walk out paralyzed? <laughs> so 
about I stand there about a minute and I see that there's a sign up board, a clipboard on the the counter. So I go to walk over and I was like, okay, well, I'll sign in. This is pretty clear. No one said anything to me, but uh, you know, I graduated from college. I have a little bit of knowledge and there's a sign up board. Let me put my name on it. So I walk over at about that point. I hear the door open again. Another individual walks in and um, she uh, goes behind the employee door and is now talking to the first individual that walked in and I'm signing in and they're talking about, she's talking about how she just woke up, you know, 20 minutes ago at 740. It's just a little bit after 8, 8 a.m. now. And um, she's like, good thing I live close. And I'm just like taking this all in. Still, no one has said anything to me. They are carrying on a very, you know, good conversation about the mornings and where they live. And one forgot their breakfast. Of course, the person who just got up 20 minutes ago forgot their breakfast. So I, mm -hmm. I'm, I have my mouth shut at this point. And for those of you that know me, it's difficult to keep my mouth shut. Like I wanted to say like, <laughs> hey, if you'd actually get up 20, more than 20 minutes before you had to be like working, you probably wouldn't forget your breakfast. I, I'm not judging at this point. I'm, you know, so <laughs> I go sit down and I just wait. The second girl comes out. Um, I'm like, okay, she's going to say something. Doesn't say anything. She's got a remote in her hand. She is turning on the TV in the office. So she goes to, you know, I think they were streaming from Amazon Prime. And she's kind of talking to herself, kind of talking to the girl in the back. And she turns on Andy Griffith. And she is beginning to say the first parts of every episode about the Andy Griffith. You know, she's saying the opening title out loud. And she has this blaring as loud as like, this thing is so loud the TV. So again, nobody said anything to me and I'm sitting there. So now Andy's on the TV and it's blaring. And I've, I, I now can only hear muffled conversations. So I'm realizing that because their conversations are so loud and that they turn on the Andy Griffith show really loud and it kind of drowns everybody else out. So I'm just taking this all in. And, um, so I'm sitting there uh, probably about three minutes later. Uh, I hear someone call out, have you ever been here before? And I assume because I'm the only one in the office that they're talking to me. <laughs> and I said, no, I've never been here. She's like, well, you need to fill out paperwork. Okay. So I go, she hands me a clipboard again. I'm, I'm not even greeted at this point. Nothing about the office, nothing about what's going to happen. Um, she pauses her conversation with her coworker briefly to look over and hand me the clipboard and tells me to fill it out and then continues the conversation. As I'm standing there, I walk back, fill out, you know, the front and back. And, uh, I think you all can kind of know how the story is going to continue. So, uh, I give the paperwork back. Um, and, uh, again, she, when I'm done with the paperwork, she pauses her conversation long enough to look over and take the clipboard off the counter. I think she says something to me about payment, but I don't know if she's talking to me. It wasn't really directed at me. So I go sit down. Well, they wanted me to pay at that point. And so the other girl, I go sit down like, okay, let's see what they're going to say. Uh, about a minute later, the other girl says, you can pay now, like yells out through the little window. I'm like, uh, Do I pay before I'm done? She's like, yeah, you need to pay now. So I, I'm again, just, I'm going along with this, Craig. I'm, I'm, it's eight, yeah. you know, it's eight ten. I'm not trying. I'm, I'm just like eight ten. Let me get, let me get this done so I can get back to the office and get done with my day. So at that point, uh, I go up and pay, and uh, I sit in the office. I sit in the cat in the 
waiting room for about another five minutes. It's about quarter after. And she comes out and she's like, okay, I'm going to take you back now. So she sits me in the office of the, the doctor. And like I'm in his office, but there's an adjustment table. Um, it's kind of a wreck, but it, it, nothing seems out of order from what I'm used to in the office. Um, now, in his office, he's so this this doctor's got two young girls, two daughters, and uh, he's probably has 50 pictures of them over his entire office. Um, not only in the office, but they're in the waiting room and they're very large in the waiting room. They're probably they're probably two feet by three feet. And um, there's school pictures like eight by tens just placed in and taped up everywhere. And now I have kids. I love my kids. Craig, I know you do too. But it's like, wait, like, I'm not joking you. There was probably 50 pictures of his girls throughout the entire office, just not his personal office, which is the workroom where he adjusts people. So I'm just taking this all in. So I sit in his office for five minutes and um, door opens up again. And uh, the individual who just woke up about 40 minutes ago comes back and she's like, hey, change of plans. His, he's waiting on his mother to pick up his girls. We're going to do therapy oh first. So I'm like, okay. So I, I, she's like, we're going to go in this other room. So I, I, I get up and I'm like, okay, well, how long is he going to be? And she's like, well, he just lives right down the road. Oh my god! And clearly, like I, I, I know this girl's excuse now, like because she lives right down the road. She just wastes twenty minutes. So, anyways, long story short, I'm like, well, I'm like, I understand, like I know you're covering for him. I'm like, I've never been here before. <laughs> you're gonna start with therapy, like when I see the doctor first before I do therapy. She's like, oh well, sometimes we do therapy. I'm like, well, you're not doing therapy on me today. I'm like, I, I, I just can't do business like this. Like I'm going to leave. <laughs> So she's like, okay, you know, she's not fighting me at this point. She, she doesn't care. Clear, I mean, she doesn't care wow. anything about customers or keeping customers at this office. So um, she hands me $25. She tells me to have a blessed day. And then she continues our conversation on with her other coworker. Wow. So, you know, I, yeah, so, and so I'm letting this all pro- process, Craig. And, you know, I'm driving back to the office and now it's, you know, I've wasted the first 45 minutes of my day. And, um, it really made me think about our business and the business that we're in. Um, now let me remind you guys. So this is, this is a doctor, like he's a a chiropractor is a doctor. They go to school for, Mm -hmm. I don't know, nine years. I mean, they're, they're licensed doctors. Um, this is in the office building to our largest hospital in town. Um, you know, these, again, this is an individual that's going to adjust your spine neck. Like you could walk out there paralyzed if he does something wrong. And I was looking for a new place to go consistently for the rest of my life. So it really just made me connect and think about, um, the, the type of customer service we get. And I I think in today, post COVID that, there's this acceptance of bad service and people are becoming a little bit immune to it. And people are beginning to just say, Oh, it's tough to get people. I would encourage you to take all of those thoughts and to extinguish and to burn all of them because it's not true. It's, it's just simply is bad for your business. 
and you're, you really need to think about your customer journey. So Craig, let me ask you a question. So you had yeah. a very, you had a very, you had the same type of appointment that I had. Mine went one way. You happened to call in, you had a need. They accommodated your need. Like what does that do from your standpoint, just as a client of theirs? I, I tell you what, it, it made me feel really good. And I was surprised because I didn't have an expectation that they would make that allowance for me to get in early. But the fact that they did and they were very friendly about it, they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. You know, if if there's a line, you know, go ahead and scan in, go ahead and, and wait in line. But if the room is open, because our, our chiropractic office has a light system to show, you know, what exam rooms are open. And if one's open, you go back, you flip the switch to show that it's occupied and uh, you get ready for your adjustment. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's a very smooth, efficient, uh, very efficient process that they have at my chiropractor. And uh, yeah, it, it, they made it convenient. They made it welcoming. They're like, Hey, this is not a problem. We're going to take care of you. Yeah. Come on in. Um, from the very get go of my experience with this chiropractor, they, they set up a, um, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? an orientation to explain what chiropractic care is, their method. Um, and, you know, it, mm -hmm. it was a group setting. You set up an appointment to, to come to this orientation. They schedule your your first, uh, you know, first exam, basically, where they do all the measurements. They explained everything. I mean, they have a very good system and very friendly, very customer-oriented at my, my chiropractor. I, and we didn't we didn't talk about this before the podcast. I mean, it's night and day difference the experience you had and the experience I had. Now, price is a little bit of an issue. I'm kind of struggling with that as well. But because of how good they take care of me, I haven't left yet, mm -hmm. and not I, I don't know that I'm going to because it's just such a good experience and quick, efficient, and very customer focused. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great point, Craig. Um, and I think it's something that all of you listeners out there need to really go through. Uh, so my question to you is, do you know, and are you confident in your customer journey? That's hmm. the big question today is from the beginning to the end, do you know what your customers are experiencing and are there any kinks in it that you could make better for them? Right. Man, what a great uh, parable that you just shared, Todd. I, I did wonder where this this was going. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was quite a journey, and thanks for sticking in there with me. Um, so, a couple of some actionable things. So, what I would suggest that you do is you should um, reenact the customer experience from start to finish. Um, so go onto your order page. Hopefully you have online booking and automatic scheduling. Um, how is that experience? Um, you know, maybe have a friend of yours or have somebody that doesn't know anything about how to place an order, actually place an order. Do they, is it clear to them? Do they know what the order is? Does your, up, does your order page help educate a client? Does it give product descriptions? You know, do you have proper um, photos on there? Or do you have a video description? Uh, just what is your customer journey with the entire process? Um, you can get this from your own. You can have a friend do it. Also, another thing that you can do, and this sometimes seems to be like a forgotten art. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on quite a few Facebook forums here and there, or Facebook pages. You can, you can tell my age because I call them forums. I grew up with forums. So <laughs> right. Facebook groups. 
and there'll be a question that's asked. And I love that people ask questions, but they'll ask a question about what do you think this client is thinking, or do you think it's correct? Or do you think they thought the photo should be darker? I think they should be brighter. Or do you, how do you think I should handle this text message situation? And they'll post a screenshot of three text messages back and forth between a client. And again, there's nothing wrong with getting an opinion about how you think you should proceed. But every time, if you're in that situation, you should just call the agent. Like if you're, if an agent's like, Hey, I think it should be brighter and you think it should be darker or vice versa. Or if you've sent five or 10 or 20 text messages back and forth and you have a a client that is needing something and not 100% satisfied, just call them. It's, it is honestly that simple. Just pick up the phone and say, Hey, I thought we would just connect over the phone. I know we've sent a few emails. I know we've sent a few text messages back and forth, but I want to make sure that you're taken care of. And I want to make sure that I heard it communicated from you so that I can take care of you. That's a great way to approach it because yeah, again, you're focusing on the customer and making sure that they know that you want to you want to care for them. Um, I, I think the reason a lot of people don't pick up the phone, Todd, though, is a lot of people are afraid of potential confrontation. You you, you don't want mm-hmm. that confrontation. It, it scares you. You don't want to lose the customer. But if you if you couch it in terms of hey, I want to I want to take care of you the best I can, and maybe it's a difference of opinion on whether it should be lighter or darker. And you just approach it, here's my thoughts on why I think it should be a brighter picture. And you give the photographer's explanation and the marketing reason and say, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Leave it open-ended. You're, you're not shutting them down. You're leaving it open-ended to have a discussion and help them, you know, help provide some education and then let them make that decision. It, it de-escalates the whole thing mm-hmm. and it serves them and it serves them well. It, it does. And that's that's a great way to to take it, Craig. And, and sometimes you just need to voice that to them. They need to hear that. I mean, you have to remember when you have an unhappy client, they are, they are in an emotional state. So they are running on emotion right then. So you have to let them know that their emotions are important to you, but then you have to get past emotions and you have to get over to facts. So it's tough to switch the brain from that emotional to facts. One thing, like you said, Craig, that I find very, uh, beneficial in those conversations is I just tell them, Hey, I want to help you. I I will do everything I can to help you with this. I want to make sure that you're taken care of and that your clients are happy. What's somebody going to argue with that? Like, (laughs) no, I don't want you like, you know, like that deescalates a situation very quickly and then find them a solution, get them back into fact, factual mode, get them out of the emotion of it, keep them factual, understand what they need to do then communicate it back to them. Say, okay, I understand that you think photo number 30 is too bright. Your clients are saying, are you, really in real life, your clients have a darker paint color in there. So what I'm going to do for you is I'm gonna open up all of the images of the living room that start with image 30, and I'm gonna darken that down a little bit for you. Now, if I do that for you, is everything gonna be great? Or is there anything else you would like me to tweak? Get confirmation from them that that is what they want so that you can handle their complaint or their concern in one move, one swift move. 
then you mm -hmm. tell them when to expect it from you. So if I do all those things, I can look at it. And is it acceptable if I get these images back to you by noon today? They're going to say yes or no. Go to work, put it on your calendar and make sure you get it done by 1150 or 1145. You know, don't go right up to noon and then send it to them and call them back. Hey, I just delivered those images. I darkened them down. I think they look great. I really hope your client's happy. Uh, it's 10 till I'm happy I could get them to you before noon is, uh, you know, take, please take a look over them and let me know if there's any other way I can serve you. Those are just some simple things of just reaching out to someone, making sure that they know that their feelings are important to you, and then just come up with a plan of how you're going to solve them. That's all great advice, Todd. Um, what about the situation? I've run into this in talking with, with our current clients that have worked with other companies in the past or other photographers that will tell me you know, what their complaints were about those companies. And yeah, they delivered this and it wasn't any good. And, and I just, you know, that's why I've called you. And I've asked the question before, just because I, I want them to think about it. And I, I want to set myself up to be able to handle any potential future issues that they might have, say, with us. Maybe maybe something's not quite right. But I asked them, mm -hmm. I said, did you call your photographer or your company and ask them if they could fix something? And nine times out of 10, mm -hmm. I've gotten the response, no, actually, I didn't. And so what I tell them at that point is, okay, in the future, if for some reason in shooting for you, in doing your visual media, we deliver something that's not up to what you expected or your client's not happy with, with it, please call me or reach out to me because our number one value is our client is caring for our clients. So we want to make sure that you're happy in, in every situation, but we need to know that we, we need to know if there's an issue so that we can address it and take care of you. That that's our value. That's our what's important to us. And I just want to let you know that up front. So the way I've always handled it right from the beginning is to try and set expectations because at some point everybody drops a ball at some point, right? So I try and set that expectation. Mm -hmm. But what what are some other ways, Todd, that we can uh, care for our clients if if they don't think about telling us what they have an issue with? Yeah, that, I'll answer that, Craig. I just want to say kudos to you. That's a great way to set those expectations. So for those of you that are not doing that right now, please steal that from Craig and tell your clients that. Because when you tell your clients that, something subconsciously happens to where they now feel as though, you know, you've set expectations that when, if something happens, that we're going to take care of you. So they know what to do. You know, they're just not going to go find another, another photographer. So I think yes. that's very smart, Craig. It's great to tell them, hey, I'm here for you. We, You're going to love it most of the time. We're not perfect. I'm not claiming we are, but we're really good at fixing things. And we want to make sure you're happy and your client's happy. So please reach out to me. I love that, Craig. So, so your question to me was, okay, so what if they don't do that? So some aren't going to do that. You know, some just are going to go, you know, um, and not pick up the phone and call you. Well, you should be proactive with collecting data, uh, surveys, getting feedback from your clients. Um, so a very simple thing that is uh, free to use, and there's, there's many other platforms out there that will do this, but a, a Google form, you know, just create a simple survey and ask them just a couple questions about their experience. 
Um, you know, we have found that in a survey that we send out after the order is delivered, we send out a survey there and we just ask them a few questions. We ask them three, you know, how was the, how was the service on site from the photographer? Uh, were they happy with the delivered media? Um, then we give them a box, you know, is there anything that we could do better to serve you? And some of them just want to, to use that form. And I can tell you that we get unhappy. We've gotten unhappy people over the years. I've used that form and we reach out to them and then we make it better. And I can tell you that they appreciate us reaching out. Uh, you know, they, they might not have wanted to initiate it with a phone call or maybe they're busy. Maybe it's 11 PM at night and they're getting caught up and they have feedback for you, but they can't call you right now. That's when an online form is very important and it serves them. And then you can call them back the next day. Now, one thing about it is I would suggest is if this is going out to your realtors, I would suggest that you make them, you require them to give you their name. You, you know, you, you, you can look up their contact information, but if someone sends it in anonymously, it's tough for you to help that client. Um, you know, if it's anonymously, if it's anonymous, maybe a few more people will leave comments, but then at that point, who is it? Is it Joe Schmo halfway across the world? Is this person real realtor? Is it my competition leaving me an angry comment? So I would suggest that you require them to leave a name um, so that you can reach out to them. But put a simple form together. You should have a form that goes out with every order. You should have a uh, think about a quarterly or a biannual form that goes out um, that has more in-depth questions. So we, we do this uh, once or twice a year. It has about 10 questions on it. And we ask questions all the way from the ordering process through um, the quality of the media, but then the, um, the client journey, um, what we could do better. Pricing is, you know, we ask them about uh, do, how, how much of a value, how do they, where do they feel those, there's value at with the pricing. So we ask them all types of different questions and they change every year based on what we're trying to do in the next year. So a couple simple surveys that go out to them, uh, you know their email, put them together in an email list, send it out to them, and not everybody's gonna use it, but enough people will use it that you'll be able to get uh, some really good collective um, data on what ways to move in your company. Yeah, good stuff. And I think I think customers really value, um, if they have the time to fill out a survey, um, they value the fact that you're asking and want to improve. Um, earlier this week, I think it was I think it was Monday during our business development specialist uh, meeting, uh, Pam, who is on our team, shared uh, shared a story. And I don't remember the details, Todd, but basically it was she she shared an idea to make things better. We implemented um, a, a plan to address that idea. <clears throat> And I think Pam got back with that client to let them know, hey, great idea. Thank you for sharing that with us. We've done this to address that. And the agent was was ecstatic. Like, wow, you actually took an idea. You did something. So if you do those surveys <laughs> and you get the, you get this feedback and you act on it, you know, let let your clients know that, hey, based on your feedback, we've done this. That just deepens the relationship with them even more and helps them. Uh, understand, hey, this company actually really does care. They're not just asking empty questions. If you're going to ask the questions, act on the answers. Yeah, for sure. And then that just confirms and gets that person 
into even more of a raving fan for you. You know, if you haven't read the book, yeah. The Raving Fan, you know, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to turn your clients into raving fans for you because raving fans will refer you. They will get you more business. Um, they will be, uh, you know, a cheerleader for you. They won't, they won't complain about price. They won't look for, you know, they won't go to the competitor when they do it for $5 cheaper. So you want to get these people closer to you. And again, we say, we kind of concluded this every podcast, Craig, but it's through the relationships that you make. These are the relationships that are going to keep you with your clients. Zillow's not doing this. We talked about Zillow in last podcast. I was like, oh, what's Zillow doing with these brokerage deals? Well, Zillow's not going to reach out and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Realtor, is there a way I can serve you better? I'm following up to make sure you were happy. Uh, so, you know, they say the fortunes in the follow-up. Uh, you might cool. say, oh, Todd, I really don't love the call. Like, I, I just... I just, I'm a little bit of an introvert and what if the person's unhappy? I, I don't know what to do. I said, just call, you know, if you want to schedule some with me, you know, let's go, we can do some role playing on it. I'll act like an unhappy client. And then we can talk about how ways you can deflect it. Craig gave you some good examples. I gave you a couple good examples. Um, it's really not that scary. Once you do it once or twice, you figure out a way you figure out your pattern and your verbiage. And it feels so good when you take care of that client. So the payoff is really big. If you can get yourself over the hurdle of thinking it's scary to make calls, the payoff is awesome and your clients appreciate it and your business is going to grow. Let me address real quick. You mentioned introverts and not, not wanting to make the call. I'm an introvert. Um, I, so I get that, that feeling exactly. But just as you said, if you resolve an issue for a client, and you get that positive reaction. Wow, thank you for taking care of that. Introverts like, I, I'm going to say this as a generalization, but we value uh, deeper, more meaningful relationships versus, you know, a lot of friends and shallow relationships. So I would encourage you, if, if you're an introvert, get over that initial fear of making the call and build the deeper, more meaningful relationship with the client by showing them that you care and realize that, when, when they have that positive reaction that, wow, they actually did take care of me, that relationship goes deeper and we get fulfillment as introverts out of that deeper relationship. We're getting a little bit into some psychology here, Todd, but, but I know when, mm -hmm. when I'm able to serve somebody and they feel valued, they will reciprocate and, and feed back into that relationship. And now I've got not just a client, but a potential business friend and, and, and personal friend as well. A lot of my clients up here in the Toledo market have become friends. You know, I'm Facebook friends with them, things like that. But mm -hmm. that's, that's the payoff for the introvert that might be initially uh, nervous about picking up the phone to call. Just know what your end goal is in serving a person and, and realize that as an introvert, you know, we value those, those deeper relationships. Okay. I'm, I'm done pontificating now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's great, Craig. So for those of you out there that are listening, do you you have any you have any thoughts, anything that works for you? We'd love to hear from you. We'll share it in the next podcast. You know, do you have a success story of of hey, I was scared to call and I called and look at what this client did for me? So we would love to hear from you. Let's keep the conversation going. You can get us at hello at spiro.media. If you are on YouTube right now, just leave us a comment below. And uh, like I said, uh, let's keep the conversation going. We all learn from each other. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, if you have content ideas or question business questions that you want to see addressed in this podcast, email us hello at spiro.media. Well, Todd, what what a great topic. Um, just caring for our customers. And you know, a, a par you shared a parable. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna call it a parable in customer service. And uh just some <laughs> really some really good information there. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. Well, those of you listening or watching, thank you so much for, again, taking time out of a busy summer, uh, probably when you're watching this. If you're watching it on YouTube, don't forget, you can always listen to the audio podcast on any of the major audio platforms. Uh, you can download and subscribe to that. And conversely, if you're listening, but you have some time, you want to watch it, uh, check it out on YouTube. It's at Spiro Podcast. Uh, as always, we just always encourage you to take a moment to just appreciate and, and meditate on the blessings in your life and uh, take a breath. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. This is a production of Spiro and wow video tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, Spiro.media.